He does look good in this. He uh, does. You know, he's weirdly, I'm like weirdly attracted to him and I don't know why. Oh, there's a great picture of him that you, I think you'll enjoy. Hold on, let me find it. Wait, who are we talking about? Let's tell the let's tell our people. J- Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, weirdly attractive. Is it is it that he's so un like doesn't masculine. give a fuck about it? No, fuck the masculine there, shit. There's a, there, there's like a there's like there is like that like there's something like high school like I don't give a fuck about him. You know you know that guy in high school that was like um just just himself and he was so hot because he was just being himself. That's the air that he gives off to me. Actually, I like that that you mentioned that because you know we were talking about this at Pride. Um, I happy Pride. About, I hope everyone had a good Pride. But I hope on? everyone are, are, are we, we are, are we, on. Are we I hope everyone okay. had a good hey. Pride. Everyone, <laughs> hey, it's Aaron and and it's it's Aaron and Jason and we are J and A are gay. Are gay. <laughs> All right, and we're back to Jason Sudeikis. Let me see. Oh, he is cute. Does he have yeah, a fat ass? I wonder. He might not. He has. He has decent thighs. I he's know. Okay. He, has, he has an okay ass. He has an ass that you would be like, oh, hey, that's an ass. I, bet there's some ass, I think there's only three three categories of asses. There's, there's um, he has no ass. There's, oh, it's an ass. And then there's like, whoa, that's a fat ass. Yeah. You know what? It, it, yeah. It's, it's so, and then what's so interesting with the booty is that how aware of it now straight guys are. But I wonder if they're actually taking advantage of it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. Uh, I, I, I. Yeah. I feel. Do you feel that that in the past, oh, maybe ten years, that more white boys have had fat asses? I mean, it seems like a pet, like a like an epidemic. I don't remember. I remember like making fun of white boys who had fat asses, like and and like be like, oh, you have like a black booty, and then now it's like the norm. Well, you know what I think it is? I think they were always there, but now if they're straight, here's what's happening with straight boys, right? Which is actually kind of cool in a way. They are, the vain straight boys are realizing, you know what? I actually like attention from guys. Like it, it's, it, it yes. feeds my ego. And I think yeah. what's going on is they're just dressing for it. And so we're seeing mm. them. I think they were mm. always there, but they were in extra large cargo shorts. Now these fuckers are like, cinch this shit on my waist and like, let's like pop this ass. Do you know what I yeah. mean? You know, and, funny, girl, once, and I think, <laughs> go ahead. Once I was giving directions to a, to a straight couple on the street and they're like, where, where, where should we go? Where should we go to a bar? And I looked at them up and down. I said, oh, you're straight. Uh, there's a gay bar down the street, but I'll, I'll direct you somewhere else. And the guy said, no, no, no. I want, I want a gay bar. I want attention. I said, oh, shit. That's exactly. A, like you, you said it outright. Did you and did you see there was this uh TikTok or something that the kids are into where literally uh, and some gay commented goes, These fucking boys are leveraging us now. Fuck this shit. And they're like, nothing's free. It was a bunch of hot 20-year-old, you know how they are, the fucking those guys. Um, yeah. and they all literally, as a rule, before they go out on their Saturday night, they pregame at gay bars because people buy drinks for them. <gasps> and they show up and they literally they were like booty out like shirts off like they were like tanked up and they were like let's go fucking hang with the boys and it, they were and i was like that is that is a, a level of new generational like 
Wow. Uh, it's, it, I, I mean, for what it's worth, in terms of the hustle of free booze when you're in that age, it's a pretty smart move. But at the same time, too, I'm like, listen, boys, you're playing, you're playing with fire. I was really good about getting free booze when I went out. Besides the fact that I didn't have, I didn't have any money. <laughs> I was uh, here in the city. Uh, I was 19. Uh, so I was young and thin and, and, and gorgeous. gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, and I would just charm the hell out of people at the bar i'd get and get drinks it was wonderful i miss those days well i mean for what it's worth and i'll only say this to you once and on on air so we'll never say it again you're very charming um oh, thank you. yeah and then everyone you'll never hear that come out <laughs> again so <laughs> um no but it's true you know what's interesting i was i don't know if it's interesting actually i was the polar opposite i in my drinking jays um <laughs> i was the generous drunk even if i was broke i was the whole uh, buying everyone everything and then uh, the irony was is like when i stopped drinking and and like partying Everyone was offering me booze and like goodies, and I'm like, "Where were you, hookers?" When in I the was thick of it, when I was <laughs> bankrolling all of your lives. <laughs> um, I mean, I really? My duck? Oh my god! Swimming through, swimming through coins. Oh drinks my for god! Everyone. Drinks for everyone. for everyone. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Like you and you and you and you. I mean, oh my god! Now oh, I'm just god. now I'm like I'm sorry. Who are you? Like no, um, my 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 Venmo friend list reads as rent. That's about it. I'm like, no. oh my. Um, no, I mean oh, wow. only this. No, I mean in the sense of like you know when you're in your 40s. You, listen, what have we learned about money? There's a fluidity to it, especially as artists, where we have to breathe in the lean moments and then accept the mm. fact that we actually, like people like you and I are very lucky. And I, I would imagine a lot of people in New York where we've been here long enough. And when you heard me say this in the pilot about privileged poverty, mm. I mean that in the sense that one, we're surviving in New York, which is a privilege, right? Yeah, that's a privilege. It sure is. It is, um, it is. And, and second of all, We've created a circle where we've been allotted certain um, access and privileges to housing, to yeah. to 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 basically our lifestyle. Dare I say that we've earned, and so because of that, that cachet puts you in a place that's different than what I would unfortunately say one would call economically strained people anywhere else yeah. because the cachet of our, of our life and our art and whatever um, allows us to, you know, and I, I mean this gratefully live a pretty cool fucking life. Yeah. I, I remember Leslie Jones saying uh, there, the, 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 the notion of a starving artist just doesn't exist anymore because you no. cannot, you cannot be poor and survive in this industry. No. And, and also, too, it's like, here's the tea. Like, how can I show up as a director and producer if I'm worried about my rent? Oh, so, my you God. Know, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I have yeah. to be the one in charge of the house. So it's like, yeah. if, I, if I'm not eating or whatever, it doesn't work. Which, really, though, I think this is something you learn in your 40s. You know, now, I don't care how little money or how much money I'm making. And you can ask Allison, um, honey, my rent is the first fucking thing i'm concerned about yeah man always i, I pay that it. shit 
I pay that shit 10 fucking days ahead of time. There'll be times yeah. where I'll just like pay it on the 15th and I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, you know, and it's, and I think that you that want a roof over your head. Well, because listen, let's be real in New York City, as long as you have shelter, everything else will fall into place. I used to be only concerned about shelter and transportation and food. That mm. was like my, that was like, if I had nothing, I had to cover those. Well, those you, early you know, 20s. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, in my 20s, I can't even, I don't even know how I'm alive. But the point is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, I think maybe the, the, this isn't good, but the, you know, I used to be a dancer and I was a choreographer. That's how I came up into directing. I don't know if it's the dancer mentality, but to be honest with you, even though I love food, fuck, I love food, right? I can really genuinely be cool with being very lean food-wise if shit gets tight. Now, granted, I'm not in those kind of like super dire situations anymore, but if the last thing to happen is like, basically what I'm saying is the food doesn't have to be glam for me. Like I'm very easily satiated. And then being a vegan for two years, like honestly, like I'm cool with vegan. like yeah. yeah, I'm cool deeply, deeply vegan. Like you were I'm deeply cool vegan, with, like to the point where I made fun of you every day. Every day, because I, I couldn't not talk about it. And um you but what I'm every saying is, minute. Right. But what I'm saying is like <laughs> a handful of almonds and like a little bit of greens, I'm actually like, I feel fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm actually cool. So okay. I'm not you know what I think. But yeah, so no, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that that's a good or bad thing. Um, and that is actually even about like what happens to one's body. It's just, I, I know that I can sustain like that if things were to get rough. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's talk about something else in terms of like that, you know, that's a little dark, but yeah, let's, let's continue <laughs> forward though. Let's continue. You know, I think, I think what we really want to kind of focus on this episode is I kind of want to talk, let's talk about sex and how that works in terms of like our gay lives and, and, and our relationships. Yeah. You know, it's, we're, we're really in a place right now where I think there's a lot of sex positivity and I'm all about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. It's rampant. It's great. Well, in New York too. And I think it's wonderful. I also, yes. And I also think, uh, I'm going to put this out here as my own opinion. Mm -hmm. Sex workers need to be fucking unionized. It is bullshit. That'd be great. It's going to be a minute though. It's going to be a minute because what do, think, pure what do you think it would take to, to unionize sex workers? Um, we were talking about the, was it was it you and I talking? Well, yeah, because we we hung out for Pride. Yeah, um, happy happy Pride, everyone. By happy the way, happy Pride, everyone. Happy happy had, post Pride. This is coming I out. We had the Pride. No, yeah, I hope everyone had a great Pride. I had we had a great time. We hung out. We had a great on, time on the balcony for a little bit and sensible, had some great conversations. Sensible Pride. Yeah, home yeah. by nine it, eating French fries. <laughs> you you were you were I was home by eleven. You honey. I was on by eleven. There was a okay sidebar. I don't know. I don't know if you're on the 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 the, the gay sex apps, but it was. I've I've been in New York City for a long time. It was bumping on those. Apps I bet it was. Oh, honey. it was insanity. I woke up to 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 messages from from people coming from people in town, out of town. It was it was great. It was great. I only got one. I only only hit one. Oh. I hope I hope that people out there were fun. We had had a lot of fun with people who were. Oh wait, did you town. did you have some fun with the boy? I did. I did the the, 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 yeah. the, the uh, pro, uh, pride parade eve. Pride parade eve. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Jason. Vaccinated. Yeah. Vaccinated sex. Safe. Vaccinated, vaccinated sex. sex. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so I'm I love hearing that. Good for yeah. you. Good Thank for you. you. Thank you. You you have to take uh, advantage. Oh, question. I you know, I we've let's going into sex. Let's learn a little bit about each other. What is your do you I hate this? Do you have a type? I used to have a type. I don't have a type anymore. I stopped having a type of uh, my my early thirties um, because I started finding myself attracted to people that I that went against what I told myself my type was. So I don't have a type anymore. If you if we vibe and I think that that we could kick it, then then yeah, come on, let's do it. I mean, you like a fat ass. Oh well, that is that is a that's a type. Uh, that's a, well. It's a type, it, I, but the, but here's the thing: the people that I dated, not 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 all, not all of them have had fat asses. So yeah, it's not enough, it's yeah. not it's not specific. I do like very tall. I like guys who are like tall, six four, six five. But not all the guys that guys I have dated have been six four, six five. It is it is something I I that is a bonus. It's like having um, heated seats in a in your Mercedes. You don't need it. But it's there. But you can get it. It's like dessert. When someone's like, "Oh, I'm not even hungry," I'm like, "It's dessert." That's not the yeah. point on any level. Like, it's never the point. Um, yeah. yeah, desserts are not about being hungry, ladies and gentlemen. No, desserts. I, that's the, you know, that's that's the after. It's the antithesis of being hungry, actually. It, which is why it's so decadent. It's like I've calorically yeah. like like lived my life, and you know what? Which, why, which, why, which is why I don't understand why my why people like cloyingly sweet desserts. Uh, someone, my, my friend brought over. Um, I'm going to call him out. My friend Colin brought over. Uh, Colin uh, girl, Colin <laughs> at on Instagram. Everyone, <laughs> I will add him because he because he brought these. Tag over. this hoe. Tag and her. He, oh he my god. Oh my wait. Hold on. Hold on. Bob and Monet have dragged. <laughs> Bob's always like drag her. We're going to go tag her. <laughs> Tag her. <laughs> I might tag her. Uh, no, but he, but we um we made I made dinner um uh and uh he brought over cookies. He said they were Levain cookies, but he oh, yeah, meant, Le- yeah. he he meant Levain style cookies. Uh, they were so they were big and fat uh, and sweet. Uh, but but um but they were so sweet. I took one bite of it and it literally burned. You know when something's that sweet and it burns. Yeah, you know it's interesting you should say that because I used to not like milk bar and then they came out with that strawberry shortcake version of it and I sent my mom that for uh um, cuz she or the, the cake yeah, the cake. The so cake my is mom, extremely sweet. Well, here's the thing is I used to not be into their funfetti shit and then finally they came okay. out I'm a huge strawberry shortcake fam uh fam mm-hmm. actually yeah that is true my family that's like our thing and then for my birthdays they always made me like you know the whipped cream strawberry cake very that oh so good um, i love oh, it's it so good right and so when they came up with that my mom was watching uh that documentary on netflix where they give you the whole backstory about how like these chefs came to be and blah 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 oh yeah and she was and she watched the milk bar one and was really fascinated by it christina and, toshi is a is a genius correct and i so will say that I on air her, she's amazing there it is. And so I sent her the milk bar. I said, when they saw they were shipping from Mother's Day, I was like, oh shit, let me send my mom this cake. She'll love this shit. So I sent the strawberry shortcake and got a slice of it. And I got to say, it was the moment where that fucking overwhelming sweetness though was perfect because it didn't, it was just on the edge that it allowed okay. you to finish the slice. See, I, two I, slices I had, would have been two slices would have been too much, too, too much. Me, but the one slice was so fucking sweet. But it was astounding. It was, it, it was too sweet for me. 
It was too sweet for me. These cookies were too sweet for you, or milk bars oh, too sweet for you. The milk bar, the, mil- the milkberry sh- milk bar, strawberry shortcake is too. Oh, sweet you had it. I had the truffle it. or the piece of cake. I am I am a huge milk bar fan. I love milk bar. I have mean, been for for centuries. Well, because when I when milk bar when I used to when I used to you know do the craft cocktails in in Williamsburg back in the day. Uh, there was a, literally one of the old little, remember the little milk bars? They were basically like a fucking kiosk. It wasn't even like a store, right? And we would go around the corner and we never got the cake, but we got the goddamn cereal milk uh, ice cream. So we no, would get so our good. little bar snack, so but I never got the cake. So I loved the cereal milk uh, ice cream. Ice cream, anyway, yeah, it's so good. But yeah, anyway, I, I, to say, I, I, shout out to Milk Bar. Listen, to end of the day, we both endorse Milk Bar. They're, it's really that. great. It's sweet, but there you go. It's and a creative. Creative. It's a level of sweetness that um somehow works. But please continue forward with what you're you were and saying her, about these cookies. And read her book. And read her book. By the way, I, I just want to say that read her book. Her 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 book has a lot of really great insight uh, to her and like dessert making. But again, some of it's too sweet. I think I don't think dessert. So back to back to these cookies. Um, I don't think dessert should be sweet. Like I, it should never. I should never be cognizant that there's sugar. In mm. like sugar, sugar in what I'm eating. I want to have. I want everything to be like homogenous and like and like smooth or like just all kind of go together for a dessert. I want it to be calm. Like well, I love let's... a. I love like my favorite um type of dessert is banana cream pie, but not a, not an overly sweet. Uh, a fresh, Christ, it's good. good banana cream pie that the yeah. sweetness really comes from the bananas. From the bananas and the graham cracker and the graham and the graham cracker and the whipped cream and the pudding yeah. is perfectly perfect. Yeah, perfect, but not not cloyingly sweet. Yes, yes, yes. It should almost actually be, dare I say, refreshing. Absolutely, one hundred percent. A dessert is a palate cleanser. In my in my that, book, I'm fascinated it's, by it's that. It's the last palate cleanser. Well, let's relate this back to the topic, which is sex. Okay. So, in okay. terms of like sex, you know. When it comes to like you know, the, when it comes to the tropes of the physicality of of a person that really turns you on, some people it's shoulders, some people it's feet, some people it's pecs, yeah. some people it's arms. You know, for me, I'm definitely a booty guy. Like, booty. it's an interesting thing to uh, within that in terms of like, let's use this as an analogy. You know, I wonder if as gay men sometimes uh, one of the reasons why we have a hard time emotionally connecting is because. Um, the fetishizing of a body part makes something, I'm using this as an analogy, too sweet. So you don't go back for another bite. Wow. Because you're not, you know what I'm saying? Because then you're wow. not fully, yeah, you know what I mean? Because then what you're doing is you're not fully like falling in love with the whole of that person, at least for the moment yeah, you're with man. them. Maybe that's, what, I, have, I have a real problem, like a big, 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 big turnoff for me is when someone, when someone comments or comments about my relates my hotness to my blackness to your blackness it makes me insane the other day the other week um i hooked up with a guy and i start sorry i'm gonna start i'm gonna stay to say i started hooking up with a guy and Bobby. he he leaned over and he said i love your big black cock and i was like Aww. it was such a big turnoff for me i said sorry i gotta go <laughs> because it is it makes me feel Say it again. It makes me feel like I want to say less than the first thing that's coming coming to me. Like the only reason that you came is because you were hoping for this like massive like you know mandingo dick that you know. Well, fantasy that you and had. also you you were the black fetish. 
Yes. Which, yes. you know, yes. And and to be fair, you know, I've definitely had like the tall Latin top thing thrown at me, which to be honest yeah. with you, it, it, and it took me a long time to be comfortable in my skin. So initially I was like enjoying that attention, right? In terms of that mm-hmm. fetishizing. But then I was like, Ugh. Actually, to be fair, now that I'm this gray, silver, fucking fox thing, whatever the hell that means, um, according yeah, to the boys, one million percent. Um, <laughs> c- c- ca, really, ca. And so, um, <laughs> ca was the gayest, though, really, if you think about it. He was like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, ca was the tiger uh, in Jungle Book? Is it ca? Um, Where's our uh, producer? Someone look it up on a computer. Somebody. Oh, it was Kai. Hold on. Hey, uh, it, Bobby. It was. It was. It was uh, <laughs> I on, thought Kai was not the snake. Kai was the I, snake. Yeah, Kai was, was the snake. snake. Who is the tiger? Uh, um, the tiger. Ooh, look it up. Jungle Book it up. for a very long time. Jungle Book cast. It's coming. It's coming. It's, no, it's been. Ooh, ooh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Khan. Okay. Sheer Khan. I'm Sheer Khan up in this okay. bitch. Or Akela. Anyway, so, okay. yes. But needless to say, that you know, another thing that comes around with that too, full circle, I might have to cut some of that, is okay. the, like, the daddy thing, I just accept it. But I have to say, as someone who's deeply into Greek mythology, the incest part of it uh, is a turnoff. Like the incest y- y- part of the daddyhood. Please explain. Expound on that. The underlying, super subversive fetishizing of that when someone says "daddy," um, I am so deeply. I'm such a deep dive director when it comes to what's really happening in the underbelly of the subtext of a scene. Oh, that. The underbelly and subtext of that fetish of, of getting off by calling someone daddy, uh, while I will tolerate it, um, is a little dark for me. And I'm, by the Ooh. way, I'm not, I don't want to shame anyone on that because okay. the, on the surface, what's hot about it makes perfect sense to me. But I, me personally, I'm too deep dive subtext when I analyze scenes in life and in art. What hits me at the end of that bite is something that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. Continuing with the dessert analogy. (laughs) By the way, how many queens right now are making notes like, oh, shit. (laughs) By the way, I'm sorry, babes. If you're listening to this and you're on the way and literally next to you, you're just like, I just got a hot daddy. Honey, Live your fucking life. Live it. Like I, this, is, this is this is this is not a judgment. I'm just, we're just talking about ourselves personally. Yeah. Because actually, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a judgment because I get why it's hot. Do you know what I mean? And there's but some people like, who prefer to be called daddy, who want well, to be million percent, which is fucking who, great. Who but but also to too, that is the point about being sex positive. But you know, it, yeah. going to you know us being gay, what's been interesting is to see how that sex positivity can run into the authenticity of one's sexuality and their relationship. Yeah, but also talking about it, I think that we. I, 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 I'm a big talker. Um, I, I like to to discuss. Are you? <laughs> if you couldn't tell, uh, I, I like to talk about things. I like to discuss, like you know, what what, what people want out of, out of out of the night. You know, I'm like Oprah Winfrey when it comes to sex. What do you want out of this interview? <laughs> oh no, I was going to try to do some sexy. 
were you silenced or silent or whatever? Oh, and right. then I it, it didn't come out. Um, what? That interview was amazing. It was ridiculous. Oh my God. Can we talk? Let's, let's sidebar. Let's sidebar. The fact that Oprah was like, you know what? I'm just going to casually do this in my garden. And it's not in, even oh, in her, her neighbors in her neighbor's in garden. Her, in her, she's like, I'm not going to do this. On my, I'm not even going to do this on my property. Uh, inconceivable. Can you imagine? Hey, Thomas. <laughs> How are you, babe? Great. So, um, Lady O had an idea that we thought we would give you a location fee if you're into that, <laughs> and she wants to do an interview. Who? We can't say, but they're coming from the UK. Okay. Would you be cool with that? Can you sign the NDA? Great. Oh, yeah. No, she'd love to have you over. Oh, you made the spinach dip. Fantastic. I mean, like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what the actual, like, I mean, it's, crazy. it's just unbelievable. Can you imagine, imagine being Oprah, like, imagine being Oprah's neighbor. Imagine being any of those people. Imagine being Martha Stewart's neighbor. Imagine being Oprah. Like, what is that like? Do they invite you uh, over for tea? I mean, clearly, the level of demographic of income you're at, if you live next door to Oprah, makes you peers, okay? That is so true. That is true. That is true. They're 100% peers. You're a peer yeah. if you live next yeah. to the billionaire that is Lady Goddess Oprah, right? But I just, I, I, it, but the thing that's so, what I love about it is that it's so casual and so hilarious like i don't know it's so hilarious yeah. and it's casualness i love i love oprah so much she and she is a such a i've only seen i've only seen her once in person so you physically saw oprah i've never i've never I physically saw oprah she came to um lady day she came to see audra and lady day of course oh in your circle in the square, so, so in the square. yes she uh she uh she her and gail came together it was a it was a it was a it was a it was an event. Uh, one of the people actually, one of the I, I was working. If anyone who saw Lady Day, uh, there were tables on the floor, and then there was the the the, the theater. Uh, and I was I, I was the server on the on the on the on the tables. And one of my customers said, um, "I feel like I need to like keep my posture straight because Oprah is like right behind me, like that." Oh she, my God. She, she, like the energy that Oprah brings into a room is ridiculous. But she also knew most of the people in the room. <laughs> She's a debutante, so, just like you. You actually she, both would probably get along very well. I would, lo I would love to have five minutes with Oprah Winfrey just to chit chat. I, I think it would turn into two hours, and she would definitely be like, "Do you like bread?" Um, <laughs> so, I love bread. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. You know, I gotta say. Well, okay, we're gonna get distracted. We'll have, actually, you know, what we should do. We'll have a food episode because gays and oh, food is very bitch, complicated. I can talk, talk about food forever. For forever. Okay, so uh, but going back, so let's talk about unconventional situations. So you know, Oprah is also repping for an unconventional relationship with Stedman. Yeah, I love that yeah. one. It's none of our fucking business. Um, exactly. and that two, she there's nothing. She, like, bitch, you don't know it's an explanation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no, go fuck, go fuck yourself. This is her yeah. life. Yeah. And going into that, and let let's transfer that into the unconventionality and sort of where we are at with sex and relationships with us as gay men and relationships. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Here's what I find fascinating. I long for an emotional monogamy, 
But I do think that there's something to our inherent nature that I do think it is possible to be your most authentic sexual self in a relationship and have the the love and the emotional monogamy, but also be in a place where that person you love, you both want to express your most authentic sexual self within whatever that means to both of you comfortably. I used to never understand that, but I get it now. Does that make sense? It does. It does. For me, um, like, are you talking about, well, are you actually, talking about uh, open? Before, no, really quick, before you, I, I, and I'm sorry to cut you off, <clears> baby. <throat> be, be, before you go into that, I want to be clear. I actually don't think I was ready for that prior because I was so insecure. Okay. And whatever love is means something different to me now where my love for someone actually makes me want to deny them nothing. I want them to be wow. their most authentic self. Wow, yeah. And not just see it when they're with their friends drinking and like remembering that they're a beautiful, kiki, gay person. Like I want them to be that all the time. Because yeah. I love them and I want yeah. to see all of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I mean, the sex you... and the jealousy are kind of a moot point in that situation to me because the love I would have for someone makes me want them to be themselves. Yeah, I, 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 I hear that. I hear that. Um, going back to what you were saying before, were you talking specifically about open relationships? Saying that well, you that you that you can that you can love someone monogamously, emotionally, but then have the the um, then express yourself sexually with, with other people? Is that where you're well, going? Where, where you were going? Well, with that? I mean, well, I guess in a sense, yeah. But I mean, it, in a more nuanced way than I think. Maybe my point of view used to be: you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, it's too sweet, right? Exactly. But also, it's like, listen, it's all very nuanced. And also, to be clear, straight people have been swinging for a long fucking time. There are, right? I mean, the, it's Three's a, Company. Three's Company, that's the premise of the show. Gazillion millions of them, <laughs> of, of cisgender heterosexual people, have been having their cake. See what we did there? And eating it too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And for yeah. gays, because we're barely getting this thing called marriage, kind of, it's, it's always on the precipice of being taken away from us. Like, we're trying to figure out, well, what the fuck does this mean for me to share taxes with this motherfucker and be with him? Yeah. And like, also to be our most authentic selves. Do you know what I mean? And also like monogamy is, an, is, is a really beautiful challenge and we've seen it happen. But at the same time too, I think that we are allowed the agency as gay men because we have no template to figure out our own rules. Yeah. And the rules are always changing for everyone. For yes. And I want to go back and say, because some hoes going to correct me, The Reese Company was not about swingers, but it was a circumstance on the show. You was know, not, like I never, I, I guess, I don't, everyone always I says think, that, I but think, I think I was too young to pick up on it. Well, because he, because he was, John Ritter was supposed to be like, he told the Ropers that he was the, he was gay, which is why he was able to live with the two women. But he wasn't gay. But and they there was kind of like this relationship thing. Anyway, I I may be wrong, so don't at me. Okay, tag her. <laughs> but what? Are, <laughs> but what are your thoughts? But what are your? But what are your thoughts in terms of that? Like what we were saying in terms of sex and and relationships and and dare i say love 
when it comes to us as for you as a gay man? For me, I I I need to be with I've I've had ridiculous amounts of sex throughout my youth and throughout this country. Like I traveled forever. So, you know, when you're on a national tour, you just, you, you have no, oh you my have God, it's still pure. You're everybody's girl. You exactly. Oh my God. I was that. I was Deborah Monk in, in, in still pure. I was, um, but I love that for you. when, <laughs> so much. um, but when, but when I came back to the city, I realized how much of myself I gave away. Um, and it's a lot of work to try and capture one person for the, like, I, I, I think of Elaine Stritch um, when she talks about um, how she exhausted herself just to find someone who would stay up with her at night. We knew what she meant. That was the classiest way for her to say that. Oh, wow. I, 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 and I, and, and, and I, and that, when that, did she say, when, where was that in her job? That's no, that's in her, that's in Elaine Stritch at Liberty. Oh, I've seen that twice. Okay, great. Okay, it's in it's in the dark the dark second half. But oh, she, and she when meant- I say twice, I was I saw Elaine Stritch at Liberty twice live, what? live, honey. Yes, oh, yes. I envy you. I yes, envy it was you. it was by far sidebar everyone because we know we're very that here. But just get into it. <laughs> it was one of the most transformative theatrical experiences of my fucking life. I can imagine. I mean, just, I mean, that level of fucking star and broad. Broad. Un-fucking believable. It's unbelievable. Kind of to be. Just, I, I mean, it is very rare. And it's, and some old rickety white lady not wearing pants. Like, what the fuck? Mom. Like, literally, her performances transcended the space. And yeah. she literally filled the room. It was the it was literally the definition of blowing the roof off the place. Oh, I wish I'd seen it live. Holy I watched. Fuck. I watched. I went through a dark period in my mid twenties, and I needed that musical to get out of bed every morning. I need. I put, I, I literally rolled over, press play, listened to her talk, and yeah. like that got me going. I think she'd really appreciate that. Okay, so we digress and going yeah. so going back to <laughs> in terms of like what, what you know using your analogy uh that uh, lady Elaine bless her and may she rest in peace. Yeah. Um in relation that, to that, your you thoughts talk, in terms of you sex give and your, you give yourself you give so much yourself when you're just like having sex every night and like giving so much of yourself and I and I came back to the city I was like what am I doing? I need mm-hmm. I need to like settle down. I need to find one person to 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 ha- be with, and I was with someone for four years, um, not the right person, <laughs> but 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 being with somebody for me, it, I know that I have that person, and I'm not exhausting myself because I'm already spinning my wheels, auditioning, you know, trying to find work, trying to like the hustle, like it's so mm-hmm. much hustle. To put to add set, like finding someone all the time, it's too much. So I like being it, in a relationship. It, no, one million. It is. It is a gig. It's yeah. too much. It it's really too is. much for. It's too much for me. It's too much mm-hmm. for me. Um, mm-hmm. And when I get the, so, wait, it, are you to to identify? You're saying like you actually don't enjoy that chase. It's I do not. To you. I, I hate Copy. it. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Copy I hate that. it. Like for some so, of us, like the hunt. You know what I mean? No, 
I used to. Actually, mm. I'm, I'm, I went on record one time saying I, I enjoyed the hunt. That has changed, but I was I was also in my early twenties. In in my so, tw- in my youth, twenty, 20 years it's, later, it's the hunt I'm, and dumb I'm and full of cum, <laughs> darling. I'm I'm finished. Daddy with taught I'm, us I'm, about STDs. Venereal oh my disease. god! Oh my god! Did you know that, I Captain? Was, guys, another side. I love this your, is just, your Captain Hepburn is, is so incredible. It's not good on Mike, actually. When I reheard it I'm on the pilot, I was like, Fuck, "It's better. It's better in person, everyone." But you know, Catherine Hepburn's dad and mom were literally the people back in the day who were making people aware of venereal disease. Like, I didn't like know they that. were super progressive. Anyway, so the first this is all related Ruth. to sex. Kind of. And so it was like shocking to people, but they were the ones like identifying it and being like, don't be ashamed. Like this is all part of it. So coming back around to you, not chasing the hunt. See what we're trying to do, everyone. We're trying. We're trying to bring it back. We're trying to bring it back. We're not trying to make those hard lefts. These hard lefts that we, that we made on the other one. (laughs) We're going to attempt to stay on a topic, but at the same time too, let's be real. We talk about whatever we want because whatever the fuck we want. It's our show. It's our show. So moving back to the, you don't, the hunt, no longer you're not ka <laughs> i'm not ka i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not doing it anymore um so i like to find people for the moment if it works it works and it doesn't i don't i i still get those phone calls like you know the text the late night you know what are you doing and i'm like i'm not coming out i'm not leaving my house well the, I, i'm girl. not i'm that person mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Unless, yes. unless I really like you, unless we, if we have like a thing going, and you and you text me late, and I, I might, I may come. But if you and I have not met, and we've just been talking, you're not seeing me. Well, this is actually a great uh, transition naturally into the notion of lovers. You know, I think, you know, we now we call them friends with benefits or fuck buddies. But the truth of the matter is, I think that old school notion of lovers, in the sense that someone that you have physical chemistry with and it's also a fucking friend like someone you can just kiki with and watch netflix like for no reason and maybe not even fuck like i think the art of that and the art of that intimacy because ultimately as men what's funny is that inherently we are monsters right just like our dna and so like all we do every day is show up and try not to be a monster and that's kind of the essence of being a man Right. It's like, you know, like we, we wake up and like all of our instincts inside of us, like the caveman bullshit. And I wish it wasn't fucking true is like, you know, but then the emotional side of us that's evolved and read some books and had some hearts broken and blah, blah, blah is like, no, no, no. Calm the fuck down. Little angry monkey inside me. And let's be a functioning person. Right. But yeah. ultimately, that that emotional side of us that is the feminine, that's the divine, right? Which is yeah. why when people, this mask femme shit is such bullshit, yeah. is like when we tap into that part of us that has more empathy, we're searching for intimacy. And you can find that intimacy with a lover, you know what I mean? And respect each other and keep each other healthy and keep each other fucking well fucked. Oh, I you love know? that. And I, and I think yeah. that that's an art with gay men um, that we need to embrace. Well said. Well said. We're recording this in the morning, so, the, so Jason and I are freshly medicated and caffeinated. So maybe things <laughs> I've are not a had clearer. caffeine today. I've, what? I've not, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know you're not a coffee whore like me. I am, though. I'm, never... I'm not. But I do have. I do do have. I do have a cup of coffee every morning. However, I have been having horrible, horrible acid reflux. Oh, babe, the easiest way. Everyone horrible. listen to this. 
So I had debilitating acid reflux. I'm glad you brought this on the air. Let's just give some friendly advice. Speaking of advice, everyone, actually, we'll come back to that. Okay. So right. here's some friendly advice. For, for me, for me, I actually think the problem is 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 uh, it's maybe maybe a little too much drinking sometimes. Oh. Well, uh, here it is. Okay. Yeah. So I I would have debilitating acid reflux where literally I would be bent over in pain, and I used to think to myself. I would never even wish this on my worst enemy. Wow. So finally, I got finally a, a really great PCP who was like, oh, okay, we're going to uh, prescribe for you uh, Femotidine. I can't pronounce it. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah, what is this brilliant blah? I don't even... Uh, she goes, it's Pepsid AC. I was like, what? Oh. So every fucking morning, I eat a little something uh-huh. first. Drink. I, first things first. I drink water immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's then important. I eat a little something so that my stomach's not empty, and I take one of those. And when I tell you, it has kept that shit at bay. Wow. But you t- I take it every fucking morning and set myself up for success. So everyone, basically, it's generic Pepsi AC, or if you're bougie, get the regular Pepsi AC. I, I do a Ameriprazole. I, I yeah. do a Meriprazole, and I do it before bed. I do it Babe, about try two- it. I, I do two hours before I go to bed. Well, I've been off. See, I've, well, I didn't say I was, I was off the Ameriprazole for a while because it's apparently not good for you. Uh, so I've been trying to wean myself off of it. Well, so try I stopped this. for a few weeks. Really, everyone, if you're having those problems, like we're giving you some real advice here. Really try some Pepsi AC. Right. Uh, obviously, we can't give you medical advice. Oh, wait, this is totally we're, illegal, isn't it? Is it? Is it illegal? No, well, you can, you're, you're not giving advice. You're saying what you do. I'm suggesting that it really helped me to take, yeah, what I took was Pepsi AC and it's been very, very, very helpful. And this, by the way, um, you should not take advice from us. We are not qualified medical people. We are not not doctors, but I'm just telling you right now that your gay uncle Aaron, um, takes fake Pepsi AC and it has kept me from being debilitated with acid reflux. Speaking of being being unqualified, yes, we, we should ask, we, we would love to answer your questions because One, we have okay. no, <laughs> we have no expertise, whatever, but we'd None. like to answer questions. We are, we have no expertise in anything. <laughs> like, my God, I don't even know why people let me show up and run things. Like, so, <laughs> but, but so, uh, so let alone, but what we're trying to say is we want to talk to you, the people, yeah. the, we want to talk to you and we want to hear what's on your mind. So here's what's up. First of all, make sure that you're following us in J and A or gay, right? Uh, J and A N D A R E underscore. Wait, J and A. Oh, it's J A Y A N D A underscore A R E gay. I know you can't put the ampersand. Is that how you say it? Ampersand? Ampersand? Ampersand. In the fucking, yeah, in the tags. Super annoying. But yo, fucking DM us or me or fucking Jason. Yeah, me, baby. DM us slide into into the fucking DMs, yo. And we want to literally like talk about if you have wanted some advice, if you want this, all we can say to you is that collectively between the two of us, we have 142 years of experience on earth. And so, (laughs) (laughs) so we definitely have Aaron has a hundred of them. A hundred, one million percent. Um, Pterodactyl flew me in uh, to see Bernadette Peters. If you don't know what that reference is, go to the fucking pilot. Go to, Go to the pilot. Entitled Happy Pride. Happy um, Pride, baby. Yeah, fucking talk to us. We yeah. and we really mean this. We know that we're that's not like famous. If you shows, if you want to talk about shows, shows like I, I can anything. That's something that we we actually are experts on. If you want to talk about that Broadway is the fucking team. And shows, yes. 
Talk to us about you it. Wanna, if, and even fuck Broadway. You want to talk about some deep, deep, B-cut yeah. fucking theater? Talk yeah. to talk me, to yes. honey. I will know. And so will fucking Jason. Yeah. So like, but we're saying from as fluffy as you want it to be. And frankly, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a badass fucking cocktail guy who used to create these programs for people. It really is. You want a fucking, you want a good recipe? You want some like shit like that? Like, talk to us. Like, we're here to facilitate your gay experience, whether you're fucking gay or fucking otherwise. Like, this is for everybody. Like, yeah. obviously, you know what I'm saying? This this podcast is very gay. But the truth of the matter is, is people are fucking gay. And and oh, and everyone's welcome to this party. Yes. Yes. All right. So is that it for today? Okay. So before we okay, everyone, really quick. So we're gonna we're trying to complete our thoughts. Okay. Um, and this is and for what it's worth, the final word. This is but this is also what happens when there's two actual fucking friends on a mic. Like for Christ's sake. Um, this isn't this isn't produced. We're actually fucking like good Judy's, best Judy's, really. <laughs> this faggot. I'll never say it again. Um, so, um, uh, uh, and we'll talk about the F word eventually too, because I know it's yeah, very. Yeah, because we started it, and we never, and we never, and we never. And we never and it's funny. I, I noticed that I mentioned the F word, but you never heard it on the pilot, and I'm like, oh yeah. Christ, we can't listen. We can't be perfect. We'll get, We're trying to make actually, this nice. Actually, if 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 you guys want to want to slide into our DMs about the about the F word, F word, uh, I, I and and tell us your thoughts about it, whether you like to use it and or whether you totally abstain from it and why, we'd love to hear your thoughts. One million percent. So to cap off these two different points of view in terms of like, uh, you know, me coming from a place of thinking that I think there is a world where one can live in the duality of of emotional monogamy and authentic sexuality, I'm curious to hear where your head's at now as a 42-year-old man who has <laughs> fucked most of America. Most. Um, and like where your head's at now in terms of what your desire is with the way sex plays into your romantic life? Uh, uh, I think I have to preface it by saying um, that it, this happened after my heart got broken, which was didn't happen until until my late 30s. So so where so where I am right now um, is I I'm I'm I, I do need to be in, in in some sort of monogamous relationship for a period of time. I am okay opening it up, but I need to feel that this person and I have a very strong relationship. Yes. Before we open anything up. Um because, you know, childhood trauma and, you know, not having a father and not feeling like I had anything like that. You know, there's there's And that. not being white and being fucking gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, good I, morning I, I, class. You want yeah. something for yourself. Uh, One million percent. So that that that's where I am right now, and I've never really had it. Like I I didn't grow up like I went to I went to a mostly white school, and you know, and a, and a fundamental only, Christian school, a fundamental Christian no school. Yeah, and, and so, if you there's more on that in the pilot, everyone. Yeah, and 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 no one would, and I didn't date during high school, so I I didn't have those years to 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 fuck around and and um and make mistakes and figure out my my type i started to figure that out late in life like like my like my 20s my early 20s which is late you know because people you know when you date in high school you're that's when you're figuring out you're figuring out your preference so um maybe i'm just a little behind <laughs> but wouldn't you say that because you know to be you know I, I think everyone's seen this going around on instagram and all the social media is it's like how um as gay people we we don't get to be our authentic self initially because we're playing dress up 
Yeah. To be accepted. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I would venture to say that where you are at right now as a man um, in his late 70s uh, is quite <laughs> normal. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, I, I hate that fucking word, normal. I'll say this. It's I think average. Where you're at, average. I, no, I think where you're at is par for the course, babe. Because yeah, look at me, yeah. like I'm 42 and I'm barely realizing this about myself. Yeah. And I'm barely realizing like what would love means to me in relations to that and to sex when I take away my insecurities and my jealousies and think in terms of selflessness. And I'm sure cisgender heterosexuals or couples are listening to this and thinking, what the fuck? But like, it is different with us. Like our DNA is not exclusively making other humans that look like us. Correct. You know what I mean? So like the need to protect that unit makes perfect sense to me and the need to like stay like disease free and dot, dot, dot. Oh my God. But at the same time too, I think there's plenty of heterosexual couples who have families that are fucking other couples. So I, you know, I, I just think that, you know, the puritanical nature of America, because we're ultimately a fundamentalist Christian country, uh, unfortunately, because that's what the government is, right? Um, that's a whole another fucking conversation. Even though the founding fathers weren't all Christian. Yeah, it explains why, you know, we're, yeah, that why we're also pent up. And also why, in full circle, why sex workers, we look at them and we don't think that they deserve the same rights that any motherfucker has who works at McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I think in terms of our sexuality, I think we should be allowed as a community to figure out what the rules are, but also understanding that sexual expression and openness does not necessarily mean that you can't have love. Yeah. I think you can have both. I think it's hard, but I think you can have both. And you have to love yourself. You really do. Oh my I god! Think, I think that's the most important thing. Someone, someone, someone wise told me you're not going to get. You're not going to. You can't look for somebody for your happiness. No, that's really important. You ha- you ha- my- you have to be happy. You, you have to love yourself. You everything else is a bonus. Having someone else to share that journey with you is a bonus. Um, but be happy. Love yourself. Be good to others and 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 happiness and love will come to you. Exactly. And if you're on the way to Fire Island or somewhere like cute this weekend, go fuck your brains out. Fuck Have your brains fun. out. Be, oh my be, god. Be the, be the end of the train. Be the beginning of a train. Be the middle yes. of a train. Like, be the middle of the train. Be, be the bukkake. Be, be the recipient of the bukkake. Do everything. Get some fresh poppers. Get some good lube, by the way, everyone. Fuck, Jesus Christ. Fuck, Why? Fuck. When, when did everyone get so like anti-lube? I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's very important. Okay, so in that note, everyone, before we get too seriously emotional here, yo, love yourself love us use your thumbs follow jna or gay rate review subscribe my loves oh god we're gonna have an outro that says this we have an outro that says all this so we have an outro fuck it everyone we love you we love you you love yourselves thank you for coming back and listening to us we're gonna keep unpacking we're gonna keep up the fucking kiki and yo i'm jay i'm a are and gay. We're gay. We're super gay. <laughs> we love you all. Bye, love loves. Bye. Before you go, please be sure to use your thumbs and like, follow, rate, review, and subscribe to J and A are gay on Apple Podcast. It really helps us spread the word about this Kiki. J and A are gay. The podcast is executive produced by Alvarez, Kiko, Salazar Productions, and NYC, and co-produced by Jason Kerr. Original theme song lyrics by Jason Kerr. Music and arrangements by Andy Ronson, with vocals by Patrice Williams and Jason Kerr. Make sure to check us out on. Instagram at JNA underscore are gay and drop us a DM. We may feature your question on air.
views expressed on J&A are gay are those of the host and guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of AKS Productions and its affiliates.